The following program is furnished by The Truth About Your Future, LLC. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views of this station. This information is education and not financial advice. Consult a financial advisor before investing. The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman is brought to you by Bitwise, the world's largest crypto index fund manager. And by Global X ETFs, dedicated to providing investors with unexplored and intelligent solutions. And by Invesco QQQ, a fund that allows you to access the innovators of the NASDAQ 100. And by Edelman Financial Engines. Rick Edelman is a board member, consultant, shareholder, and client of EFE. But EFE is unaffiliated and has no say over the content of the truth about your future with Rick Edelman. This is where technology, innovation, and personal finance come together. This is the truth about your future with Rick Edelman. And now your host, Rick Edelman. Welcome to the program. We're already halfway through the summer. Coming up on the show today, important tax tips, weddings, the latest on crypto, what makes you happy, your social security check, and Gene's message of the week. This is the truth about your present. Yeah, I know. It's really the truth about your future. But I'm talking about the present. I'm talking about this year's tax law right now, immediately. Two important things you need to know about regarding your taxes. I'm going to save you a lot of money. First, the New York Times had a really wonderful story recently about IRA accounts and RMDs, required minimum distributions. I know you're familiar with these things. Once you reach the age of 72, you have to begin making withdrawals on an annual basis from your retirement account. And this article in the New York Times is a really good one that talks about the implication of having to make withdrawals during a bear market. However, the Times missed a key phrase. Here's what the article says. Quote, the amount account owners have to withdraw varies from year to year based on their account balance, as well as their anticipated lifespan, and the distributions are taxed as ordinary income. That statement is mostly correct, but there's a phrase missing that could cause you a big tax trap. Here's the deal. The New York Times article says that the amount of money you have to withdraw from your IRA each year is based on the account balance. That's not totally true. It's based on the account balance as of the past December 31. Now, normally, this isn't a big deal if you get it wrong, if you withdraw money based on the current balance as opposed to last December's balance, because in most years, the current balance is higher than the prior balance because the stock market and the financial markets keep rising in value. The IRS never gets upset with you if you withdraw too much. You'll simply pay more in taxes by withdrawing more than required. But look at what has happened in the financial markets this year. Your account balances are down, aren't they? Your stocks, your bonds, your mutual funds, your ETFs, crypto, they're all down in value. If your IRA account is down in value and you make a withdrawal based on calculating the current balance, you won't withdraw enough money because the balance last December was higher than the value today. And if you get it wrong, you'll withdraw too little. And if you withdraw too little, you will pay too little in taxes. And the punishment, you'll owe a 50% penalty on the amount you were supposed to have withdrawn but didn't. Now, this tax trap is a big deal 
but it only occurs in the rare occasions when the stock market falls. That's what's happening right now. The stock market has fallen a lot. So has the bond market. Therefore, pay attention to this. Be careful when taking financial advice from the media. They, in their good efforts, well-intentioned goal to get it right, missed on a simple little phrase. It's not based on your current account balance, but the account balance as of last December 31. Get it wrong, you could cost yourself a lot of tax money. And another tax tip. Bitcoin and Ethereum are down sharply in value this year. That's probably annoying you, like it is anybody who loses money in an investment. But here's some silver lining for you. You can sell your Bitcoin or your Ethereum and immediately buy it right back. Why on earth would you want to do that? Because under tax law, if you sell it, you can claim a loss on your tax return. And by buying it immediately right back, you still maintain the position without having to worry that you'll miss out on any profits if the price begins to recover. You can't do this with stocks or bonds or real estate. In those rules, when you're dealing with securities, if you sell an asset for purposes of declaring a tax loss, you have to wait 30 days to buy it back. And in those 30 days, anything can happen. But that problem doesn't occur with crypto because Bitcoin and Ethereum, according to the SEC, are not securities. And they therefore are not subject to the wash sale rule that is in place by the IRS. So whereas I can't tell you to play this game with stocks or bonds or ETFs or mutual funds, it's a great tax strategy for crypto. So you can sell your Bitcoin, sell your Ethereum, and immediately rebuy them right back, and you'll be able to take the tax loss at the same time. Talk to your tax and financial advisor. They should have already told you this, but if they didn't, tell them I sent you. I'm Rick Edelman. This is the truth about your present. Well, Japan has now made it official. They've recorded the lowest number of births last year in a century. 1.4 million deaths in Japan and only 800,000 births. Uh Uh-oh, that's upside down. The fertility rate in Japan is now just 1.3. What does that mean? Well, let's put it this way. To sustain the population, the fertility rate needs to be 2.1. In other words, every woman needs to produce 2.1 babies. In Japan, they're only producing 1.3. It's not just that they're not producing enough babies. It also means that they are getting older as a population. 30% of the country is over the age of 65, and the trend doesn't appear to be getting better. Marriages fell for the second year in a row. There were only 500,000 marriages last year in Japan, and marriage in Japan is a precursor to babies because out-of-wedlock births are very, very uncommon. And, by the way, there are a dozen countries in the world, including Ukraine and Italy, that have even lower fertility rates than Japan. In the United States, meanwhile, we've had 25% more marriages last year than usual. 2.6 million marriages. Let's not get too excited. It really doesn't represent a demographic trend. The reason we had such an increase in the number of marriages in 2021 is because so many had postponed their nuptials due to the pandemic. And this wedding boom is great for diamond sales. 
Sales were up 60% over last year for diamonds, and production, though, is only up 5%. Therefore, do the math, sales up 60%, supply is only up 5%, you guessed it, price increases. Prices are up 21% for diamonds, so if you are among those who are getting married or even just getting engaged, you can expect to pay more for that ring. Oh, and by the way, a third of the world's diamonds come from Russia, or I guess I should say came from Russia. Due to the sanctions, they're not coming out of Russia any longer. And as we know, of course, weddings lead to babies. Parents wish for only one thing, a healthy baby. There are 7,000 rare diseases in the world, affecting one out of every 2,000 people. That adds up to 400 million people worldwide have what doctors call a rare disease. Wouldn't you like to know before the baby is born if the baby is going to have such a disease? Well, doctors are now trying to figure that out. They are now sequencing the entire genome of babies at birth. They're doing this in experiments in Boston, San Diego, Australia, and China. Early diagnosis, I mean at birth, means the opportunity for earlier treatment. One project tested 159 babies and found risks in 11% of them. Now, many of the diseases that this genomic testing discovered are diseases that are adult onset, meaning you might discover it in the baby, but it might not affect the baby until they're in their 50s or 60s. Other diseases that they detected would cause fatality during childhood. Many parents say, if that's the case, they don't want to know. This is related to the IVF industry, the in vitro fertilization industry. It's huge, $14 billion industry. 500,000 babies are born every year through IVF. And it's projected by the end of the decade, it'll be a million babies born. The so-called test tube babies. Originally, the purpose of IVF was to assist parents who were struggling to conceive. By using medical technology, they were able to produce a viable embryo in a test tube. Oh, that is so 1990s. More recently, the big thing was parents saying, gee, we can not only conceive in the laboratory, we can control for the baby's sex, even their eye color. That is still so 2010. Nowadays, the new big thing, scanning those embryos for disease. The DNA sequencing costs only about 40 bucks. If you wanted to sequence the entire genome, you'll soon be able to do it for about $100. Look for the schizophrenia gene and remove it. But the tests aren't yet 100% accurate. One study found that the tests have had little effect on height and IQ two big qualifications that parents would love to control. Next up, how your children may be impacting your retirement, no matter how old they are. Stick around here on The Truth About Your Future. Want to invest in digital assets but find it all a bit complicated? 
there's actually a very easy way that you can invest in this new asset class. Simply choose the Bitwise 10 Crypto Index Fund, symbol BITW. It's the first and still the biggest crypto index fund. It owns the 10 largest digital assets and rebalances monthly, so you don't have to decide what to buy or when to rebalance. Bitwise does it all for you. At Bitwise, we want digital assets to be available to everyone, and that's why we work closely with individual investors like you, as well as financial advisors and institutions. At Bitwise, crypto is all we do. If you believe digital assets should be part of a diversified portfolio, take a look at the Bitwise Crypto 10 Index Fund, symbol BITW, available everywhere you get your investments. There are major risks to consider, including the loss of your entire investment. Before investing in crypto funds, visit bitwiseinvestments.com to learn about the risks with these investments. This is a call to the self-starters, to the self-made, and the self-sufficient. It's time to declare a new kind of independence, because Edelman Financial Engines is here to provide tailored investment solutions for your kind of wealthy. You should expect more from your wealth advisors. Our investment management approach is based on Nobel Prize winning research, and our planners don't sell products to earn commissions. And because we're here for those who question the answers, we model more than 38,000 securities, so we can better stress test your portfolio through thousands of scenarios. So no matter where you're going next, see what we can build for you. Call 833-301-4333. That's 833-301-4333. Or visit planefe.com slash T-A-Y-F to get your complimentary financial plan. Edelman Financial Engines. Built for those who built themselves. Allow us to introduce you to Tom, an ordinary person who helped shape the future by putting his money behind the right ideas. Tom enjoys tending to his tomato garden and is currently developing the perfect blend for his homemade spaghetti sauce. Tom is also accessing companies that help change the course of the aerospace industry by investing in Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is a fund that allows you access to innovators of the NASDAQ 100, which goes to show you don't have to be a rocket scientist to help push progress forward. Become an agent of innovation. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. There are risks when investing in ETFs, including possible loss of money. ETFs' risks are similar to those of stocks. Investments in the tech sector are subject to greater risk and more volatility than more diversified investments. The NASDAQ 100 Index comprises the 100 largest non-financial companies on the NASDAQ. You can't invest directly into an index. Before investing, consider the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit Invesco.com for a prospectus with this information. Read it carefully before investing. Welcome back to The Truth About Your Future. We've been talking about children. Let me ask you this. Have you already got children? If so, you're probably delaying your retirement plans. You're worrying about your child's emotional and mental health. And by the way, I'm not talking about your little children. I'm talking about your adult children. A third of adults ages 18 to 34 now live with their parents. 60% of them say that they suffer from anxiety and depression. 25% have abused drugs or alcohol to cope with the pandemic. This is a huge challenge. You thought when the kids became 25 or 30 years old, they'd be out of the house. Well, they're not out of the house. They're back in the house because of the challenges that they've been experiencing over the past several years. This is causing 25% of Americans to delay their retirement. And a lot of them are saying it's due 
to inflation. It's due to the fact that their children are now living at home, and that's a homeowner's inflation. In other words, I'm not talking about the nation's inflation. If you and your spouse are empty nesters and suddenly your 30-year-old moves back home, you now have a 50% increase in the number of people in that house, 50% increase in the cost of food, et cetera, et cetera. So this is a huge challenge, and it is causing a lot of parents in their 60s and 70s to alter their own retirement plans. One big aspect of retirement planning, of course, is Social Security. The Social Security Trust Fund has been expected to be depleted in 2034, but the Social Security Administration has just issued a new report saying that stronger than expected economic growth has resulted in more payroll taxes, and as a result, the trust fund will not be depleted in 2034. It'll be depleted in 2035, or one year's grace. SSA also notes that fewer people are applying for disability payments. But let's not get terribly excited here. First of all, going from depletion of 2034 to 2035, is that really all that big a deal? Is that really all that significant? I don't think so. More importantly, that report was written before the Social Security Administration increased retirement benefits 8% for the next year. The report says they expected the increase to be under 4%. So, even though officially the Social Security Administration is saying that the trust fund will be depleted in 2035, my anticipation is that it will be actually depleted in 2032 or 2033. You need to be paying attention to this for your own retirement planning because under current law, when that trust fund gets depleted, Social Security benefits will be cut 25%. So if you're thinking you're going to get $2,000 a month from Social Security, starting in about a decade, that $2,000 check is going to be cut to about $1,500. You need to keep that in mind. And now, finally, let's talk about the wealthy. There are 140,000 people in America who have annual salaries of $1.5 million a year or more. Who are they, and how do you become just like them? The key, they are owners, not workers. They're three times more likely to get their wealth from owning a business instead of earning a paycheck. And by the way, they own pretty boring businesses. They don't engage in fads that don't last long. They're not offering retail stores engaged in fashion or culture. Those businesses tend to only last a short time. Instead, successful, wealthy Americans, they own the auto repair shop downtown. They operate a gas station or a a business equipment contractor business that lasts decades. But here's the big thing for you need to understand. Even if you have a huge amount of income like these folks do, money is not a reliable path to happiness. The studies tell us that beyond earning $75,000 a year, money has actually no impact on happiness. The activities that make people happiest, three of them, sex, exercise, and gardening. A big happiness boost comes from being with a romantic partner or friends, not from colleagues, children, or mere acquaintances. Mood gets boosted also when it's 75 degrees and sunny outside, and people are consistently happier when they're out in nature, particularly near water. By the way, on the path to happiness of 27 leisure activities, guess what ranks 
dead last, social media. So if you're looking for happiness, now you know how to get it. Own a business. Engage in sex, exercise, and gardening, preferably all at the same time. I'm Rick Edelman. Thanks for being with me on the show this week. I'm really excited to let you know that we've just launched my first master class. This is about an hour and a half special online virtual program, and it teaches you the truth about crypto. You can watch this master class for free. Just go to the truth, AYF.com. Register, watch the master class whenever you like. It's the truth about crypto, my first master class. Three more master classes coming your way later this year at thetruthayf.com. Every week on the program, I like to bring you the latest from Exponential Technologies. Guess what? Your driver's license is about to go digital. Arizona is the first state that lets your driver's license be stored in your digital wallet on your iPhone. Other states are working on this as well. Colorado, Connecticut, Georgia, Hawaii, Iowa, Kentucky, Maryland, Mississippi, Ohio, Oklahoma, Utah, Louisiana, and the District of Columbia. But hang on to your plastic license for now because police won't accept your digital license if you're pulled over, and neither will bartenders. So far, digital licenses are only accepted at security checkpoints at the airport. Soon, though, they'll be accepted by everyone, everywhere. You know, we talk often about SDVs, self-driving vehicles. There's a big challenge with them, and that's teaching the car how to drive. Well, guess what? General Motors has filed patents on a self-driving vehicle that teaches people how to drive. The car would use sensors to give student drivers real-time feedback and compare what the driver's doing with what the AI would have done. The car could limit the amount of control that the driver has, and it could give the results to teachers, the DMV, or the kids' parents. Want to learn more about exponential technologies? Read my New York Times bestseller, The Truth About Your Future. So what's going on with crypto these days? We're going to talk about it when we return on The Truth About Your Future. The Truth About Your Future is sponsored by Global X ETFs. The financial services landscape is shifting before our eyes. Whether paying for groceries, applying for a mortgage, or even buying an NFT, almost anything you could imagine is at your fingertips. As these transactions become more and more seamless, it's easy to forget the innovative technologies making it all possible. Disruptions like fintech, blockchain, and yes, digital assets aren't just pixels on a screen. They're led by forward-thinking companies helping shape the future of finance. And you might want to consider where they fit in your portfolio. But where to start? At GlobalX ETFs, we offer a range of thematic investing solutions targeting these financial disruptions, in addition to other exponential technologies like lithium batteries, artificial intelligence, and more. Explore our insights and full product lineup at GlobalXETFs.com or ask your financial advisor. That's GlobalXETFs.com. This message is brought to you by Charles Schwab. No matter what tomorrow brings, some things won't change. Like Schwab's commitment to see the world through clients' eyes. That commitment is why Schwab is always here for clients with clear guidance and committed service to help maintain focus on achieving long-term goals. So whatever happens today, Schwab remains invested in you. Visit schwab.com to learn how Schwab is ready to help. You're listening to The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman 
Sponsored by Choice. Choice is changing the way Americans save for retirement by making it possible to invest in Bitcoin, crypto, and other alternative assets inside your IRA. That's right. Whether you open a deductible or a Roth IRA with Choice, you can invest in Bitcoin and 22 other digital assets in your retirement account. You can also buy stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, gold, real estate, and more, all in a single retirement account. There's no hidden fees or account minimums, just more control over your retirement savings. And Choice makes it ridiculously easy to combine all of your old retirement accounts with a rollover concierge service. So if you've switched jobs in the last few years and have been putting off rolling over your old 401k, make sure you check out Choice. Head on over to retirewithchoice.com slash Rick. That's retirewithchoice.com slash Rick. You're listening to The Truth About Your Future. We have had a lot of conversation about crypto over the past month. You've certainly been paying attention at the incredible volatility of crypto. And we had on the show uh, only a few weeks ago, Matt Hogan. He's the Chief Investment Officer of Bitwise Asset Management. I'm happy to bring Matt back onto the program today because there's more to talk about, not just what's going on at the moment in the world of crypto, but I want to get off of today and focus on tomorrow, meaning the next decade. So Matt Hogan, welcome back to the program. Good to have you with us. Thanks for having me back, Rick. Matt, as you know, is an expert on crypto and a crypto columnist for Forbes magazine. So in the beginning, Matt, crypto was just a tech thing. It was only in the tech world. The financial industry ignored crypto for the first, I'd say, five years of its life. What's the relationship now between the crypto community and the financial services community? Oh, it's gone 180. You're seeing huge interest from the traditional financial industry in crypto, including through this market volatility. You're seeing firms like JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, and others building crypto investment offerings, but also thinking about how they can use crypto and blockchain to rewire how their systems work, to introduce new efficiencies into their market. You and I have talked about this, Rick. One way to think about crypto is as a technology that allows money to exist natively on the internet. Every major bank realizes that this can reshape their back office reshape part of their front office. And so they're hiring aggressively to get their hands around this new disruptive technology and put it at the core of how they're innovating for the next decade. It's a major movement in, in Wall Street. So let's let's put this on a timeline. I'm going to give you parameters, scale of one to 10. One was where Bitcoin was invented 2009. Um, nobody had ever heard of it, knew what it was. And it was just you know for a bunch of tech nerds playing on the internet. The number 10 on the scale, the other extreme, crypto, blockchain technology, fully ingrained in all aspects of global commerce. Where are we on that timeline? Oh, that's great. I think we're around about three, Rick, on that timeline. So we're still on the early side, but we're not at the very beginning. There's this old saying that technologies go through a couple major phases they go through an early adopter phrase. You know, you and I have friends who love new tech, who is always on the cutting edge iPhone, who are always trying this or that new thing. And then the mainstream market. And the difference between early adopters and the mainstream is early adopters are comfortable with sort of issues in the technology. They're comfortable if it doesn't work perfectly. The mainstream wants the technology to work perfectly. I think where crypto and DeFi is, is just making that transition from the early adopter 
to the mainstream market. Crypto is still primarily used by people who are super comfortable with technology by younger generations, but you're seeing major Wall Street banks embracing it. You're seeing cultural institutions like Christie's embrace it. You're seeing it penetrate into the mainstream. So again, I'd put it at about you know three on a one to 10 scale. We're still in the early innings. We haven't quite gone mainstream, but we've made material progress from our earliest days. One of the impediments to getting us from three to four to five to six, rules of the road. A lot of the major uh, institutional players on Wall Street, as well as the Fortune 500 itself, they want to know what are they allowed to do? How are they allowed to operate? And a lot of those rules, they feel, don't really exist yet. So they're turning to regulators and legislators and saying, give us the rules of the road. Where would you say we are both in regulatory attitude and their progress in creating those rules? Yeah, well, we've seen a major shift in regulatory attitude over the last year. I would say a few years ago or even 12 months ago, both regulators and legislators looked at crypto as something they needed to contain, something they needed to wrap with investor protections to keep people from hurting themselves in these nascent markets. But what's changed over the last 12 months is that while that remains incredibly important and there is a real focus on investor protections, there is also this new focus, which is that crypto is one of the fastest growing areas of the American and global economy we need to make sure we have regulation that allows it to thrive. You said something very important in your question, Rick, which is that large institutions look at this and they want to know what the rules of the road are. And those rules right now are not clear. There's a lot of debate in crypto about how the regulatory and legislative agenda will shake out. President Biden put out an executive order requiring all regulatory agencies within the U.S. government to create a plan for crypto. We've seen major bills introduced in Congress pushing forward greater regulatory clarity. I think we'll look back in a year and the the regulatory landscape will be much better defined. And that will be the foundation on which institutional crypto is built. And that's going to be a very exciting moment. Now, crypto is not an American thing. This is a global marketplace. So where are other governments in all of this? And where does the U.S. sit in comparison to them? Is the U.S. ahead of the curve? Are we moving faster or are we slower and behind others? Yeah. So first of all, there's a wide spectrum of of, of views, right? You have China on the one hand, which is extremely restrictive, effectively bans crypto mining, bans crypto ownership. And then you have countries like Switzerland, which are extremely progressive on the crypto front. And and then you have other nations that that are somewhere in the middle. I would say the U.S. used to be behind and is now moving faster than many other nations to catch up. Again, we've had this sea change in attitude, particularly from the legislative branch that really wants to make crypto a new economic power in the U.S. and is forcing us to play catch up with these other countries and hopefully sprint ahead of them. So we're not Switzerland, but we're also not China. We're taking a middle road and we're getting faster and faster by the day. You know, it's funny, we're we're having this conversation about crypto and the latest developments and where it's headed and so on. And still, let's admit it, Matt, the vast majority of the people who are listening to us right now, they have no idea what we're talking about. I mean, everyone's now heard of crypto. They've heard of Bitcoin and, and blockchain, but they still have no idea what any of this stuff is, NFTs, metaverse, and so on. When you find yourself talking with people, investors, ordinary consumers who are new to all of this, what's the light bulb 
moment? You know, when, when you're in those conversations, what's the moment when, when things click and people say, oh, I get it? Yeah, I like to tell people that they usually have the wrong view of what crypto is. People think of crypto as an alternative to the dollar. And so they're very skeptical because they're not using their Bitcoin in the same way they're using their dollars to buy a coffee at Starbucks or to pay their mortgage. The light bulb moment for many is when you stop talking about it as a new form of the dollar and start talking about it as a technology that lets money exist on the internet. So you explain to people something like, if you wanted to wire money to London, Rick, today, it would take two business days and the fee would be between two and 4%. And that's if you go to one of the largest banks in the world with offices in DC and offices in London, it still takes two business days. By comparison on the Bitcoin blockchain, you could move a billion dollars anywhere in the world in the span of 10 minutes for a fee of less than $2. Often it's those simple proof points. You know, people don't think about it, but they recognize the pain of the slowness of the financial ecosystem in their lives. How many people have paid their electrical bill on their online bank account, had it take five days and been late? How many people have made a credit card payment through their online bank account and it takes seven days to hit their account and they're hit with late fees? That's an experience many Americans have. And crypto allows money to move at the speed of the internet. And often those simple examples get people to realize, wow, our financial system really is built on 1970s technology. What if it was built on a technology from 2022? Right. What would that be like? And I think you can get people to start thinking about it as a disruptive technology, and that gets them excited about what it could mean in the future. You know, in every industry, we can we can look back to the key moment you know, when things shifted for the airline industry. It was the Wright brothers. You know, so think about crypto's brief history over the last 13 years. What, what would you say are the pivot points that are the highlights? Oh, that's amazing. I mean, first was the introduction of Bitcoin in the first place. People don't realize this. But the Bitcoin blockchain solved a problem that had existed in the computer science literature for like two decades. People needed to figure out how you could have one database that was available everywhere around the world that updated in real time that was true that anyone could see, but which no single party controlled. People had tried to figure that out for 20 plus years. And the Bitcoin blockchain solved that problem, created this first distributed ledger that was decentralized. That was a major moment. And then I would point to sometime in 2018, 2019, when we started to see institutions, we started to see corporations, we started to see hedge funds investing in crypto for the first time ever. Before that, it was primarily a retail-led phenomenon. But from 2018 to 2020, you saw a huge array of really smart institutional investors come in. Paul Tudor Jones being one of the first who surveyed the landscape and decided he was going to allocate 2% of his portfolio into crypto as a new version of gold, as a major new technological development. That was really a signal moment. That happened in 2020, and that brought a wave of institutional capital into this space. I think that may have been the moment that established crypto as a new asset class in the eyes of mainstream investors. And that probably set the stage for a decade of growth. And we're still going through that decade right now. 
That's Matt Hogan here on The Truth About Your Future. Matt is the Chief Investment Officer for Bitwise Asset Management, and you can learn more about the work that they do at Bitwise, the investment opportunities available, and the incredible amount of educational content as well, all of it available to you at bitwiseinvestments.com. Matt, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Rick. You know, we talk a lot about crypto. If you're looking for a financial advisor who's trained in digital assets, I've got the solution for you. I've created the Advisor Directory. This is a listing of financial advisors around the country who have attained their certificate in blockchain and digital assets, demonstrating their knowledge and fluency in this new asset class, and they can be helpful to you. You can reach these folks at thetruthayf.com. It's free. The Advisor Directory at thetruthayf.com. We'll be back with more here on The Truth About Your Future. Stay with us. This is a call to the self-starters, to the self-made, and the self-sufficient. It's time to declare a new kind of independence, because Edelman Financial Engines is here to provide tailored investment solutions for your kind of wealthy. You should expect more from your wealth advisors. Our investment management approach is based on Nobel Prize winning research, and our planners don't sell products to earn commissions. And because we're here for those who question the answers, we model more than 38,000 securities, so we can better stress test your portfolio through thousands of scenarios. So no matter where you're going next, see what we can build for you. Call 833-301-4333. That's 833-301-4333. Or visit planefe.com slash T-A-Y-F to get your complimentary financial plan. Edelman Financial Engines. Built for those who built themselves. Allow us to introduce you to Sabrina, an ordinary person who helped shape the future by putting her money behind the right ideas. Each morning, Sabrina enjoys a 20-mile bike ride and meditation that brings her serenity for the day to come. Sabrina is also accessing the companies that are revolutionizing the tech world by investing in Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is a fund that allows you access to innovators of the NASDAQ 100, which goes to show you don't have to be an integrated circuit engineer to help push progress forward. Become an agent of innovation. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. There are risks when investing in ETFs, including possible loss of money. ETFs risks are similar to those of stocks. Investments in the tech sector are subject to greater risk and more volatility than more diversified investments. The NASDAQ 100 index comprises the 100 largest non-financial companies on the NASDAQ. You can't invest directly into an index. Before investing, consider the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit Invesco.com for a prospectus with this information. Read it carefully before investing. Meet Schwab Intelligent Income, a simple modern way to pay yourself from your portfolio. Overcome the complexity of income needs in retirement with automated tax smart withdrawals that you can start, stop, or adjust at any time without penalty. Plus, ongoing monitoring so you'll always know where you stand. And since lower fees means more money for you to invest, you pay no advisory fee. Available with Schwab Intelligent Portfolios. Visit schwab.com slash intelligent income. A modern approach to wealth management. Let's go to the phones here on The Truth About Your Future. Head off to Phoenix. John B. is with us on the air. How you doing, John? Real good, Rick. Thank you. And what can I do to help you? I wanted to get your 
perspective on the stock market, like the Dow Jones, mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you now that we've had a pretty good sell-off in the market, we're probably in a bear market, curious what you think going forward. Well, let me give you the numbers, John. Uh, short term, meaning the next few years, even to the end of the decade, and then long term, 20, 30 years from now. First of all, we are in the midst of a very bad bear market, a very bad economic environment. We all know what's going on. We've got the pandemic still lingering. We've got the war Putin against Ukraine. We've got rising interest rates, rising inflation rates. We've got supply chain shortages. There's an election coming up in November that has people on edge. There's an awful lot of headwinds that we are facing. And this is why the stock market and the bond market have been down so dramatically. Many fear that real estate's in a bubble and it too is going to crash. So a lot of folks are expecting that 2022 is already a terrible year and it's going to end badly as well. So whether we have hit bottom or not, we'll have to wait and see. Personally, I don't think we have. But that isn't really very important, is it? Looking at six months or a year, so what? That's not why we invested. We didn't invest with the intention of selling after only a few weeks or months or a year or so. We're investing for the long term. So most folks are saying on Wall Street right now that the rest of the decade, the stock market and the bond market is not going to do as well as it has done historically, certainly not nearly as well as it has done the past 10 years. But the past 10 years have been fabulous for the financial markets. So the fact that the next seven or eight years won't be as good as the last 10, well, you know, that's all a relative comment. So we need to temper our enthusiasm. We need to reset our expectations. What really matters is the very long term, 10, 20, 30 years out. That's what you need to have when you're investing is a very long term perspective. And I have said very often that the Dow is no doubt in 20 years going to hit not just 50,000 or 100,000, I think it's very likely that Dow's going to hit 150,000 in 20 or 30 years. Now, let's just understand why I say that. I'm not being Pollyanna about it. I'm very concerned about what's going on in the world right now. And as I mentioned, I think things are going to get worse before they get better. Uh, for all the reasons we know so well, what's going on in the economy, not just in the U.S., but globally. But let's look longer term. The numbers are, since 1926... The stock market has averaged 10% per year. That's an average. It never actually earned 10% in any given year. Some years a lot better. Like last year, the stock market was up 26%. In other years, it's crashed. It has uh, you know, lost a lot of money. But on average, 10% a year. Now, if you are familiar with the rule of 72, you ever heard of that, John? Yes, I have. So this is a good way to get a quick snapshot of how long it takes money to double. You take whatever number you got, you divide it into 72, and that's your answer. In other words, if we are looking at a stock market earning 10% per year on average, with the rule of 72, that means that it takes 7.2 years for the stock market to double. Well, let's just take a look at that. Over a 20-year period at seven years to double, there are going to be three doublings, roughly, right? You know, you divide seven into 20, you know, it takes, you know, seven times three is 21. So back of the envelope, quick set of math, you're going to have roughly three doublings in a 20-year period. Right now, the Dow is around 30,000. One doubling takes it to 60,000. A second doubling takes it to 120,000. A third doubling takes it to 240,000 in 20 years. Pretty exciting. 
Now, that's assuming the stock market over the next 20 years does what it did for the past 100, meaning 10% a year. What if the market isn't that good? What if the market only does 7% a year? That means it'll double in 10 years instead of 7, which means over a 20-year period, it'll double twice instead of three times. Well, instead of having 240,000 on the Dow, you have 120,000 on the Dow. I'll take either one. They're both pretty exciting. Fantastic numbers. As bad as things are looking right now, as pessimistic as it is easy to be right now, if you stay focused on the long term, you have to regard that right now is a heck of a buying opportunity. And you're either going to invest or you're going to wish that you had. That's true. Thank you. John, I really appreciate the phone call very much. That was John B. from Phoenix. You can do what John did if you've got a question for me. Just send it to me to askrec at the truth, AYF.com. Time now for everybody's favorite segment of the week, a visit from my wife, Jean Edelman. Jean is a student of the healing arts, Reiki, traditional Chinese medicine, homeopathy, acupuncture, and of course, macrobiotic and plant-based cooking. Here's Jean. Great to be with you this week. This week, we're going to talk about our ABCs. Hmm, maybe not the ABCs of elementary school. My ABC this week is always be curious. When we're curious, we're learning. When we're learning, our minds are open to whatever is new and aware of changes and allowing what can be. When we stop being curious, that's when we become rigid and stagnant and stuck. And our health would be so much better if we were curious because in our health, we want to be flexible. We want to be fluid. We want to be able to move around easily. So let's get back to our ABCs. How about our food? It's a wonderful time during the summer that all the farmer's markets are open and the vegetables and fruits are fresh and wonderful. Let's get out there and research some wonderful new recipes that just great whole fresh food. The other area is our movement. Be curious about our movement. Maybe go find a new class, Tai Chi, Qi Kong, or yoga. Just maybe go take a, a martial arts class or something. Just something fun and different and getting us out there and getting our mind thinking just in a different direction. Maybe we're feeling some aches and pains somewhere. That's energy kind of just stuck in our body. That is a great message that we need to move. Our breath. Our breath is our greatest gift and our greatest self-care tool. When we're feeling scared, when we're feeling angry, when we're feeling depressed, coming back to our breath is the most important thing that we can do. I've shared before, a good full belly breath. Fill our stomach with air and then exhale. It's a wonderful cleanser of toxins from our body. It brings oxygen to our brain. It just fuels us and it calms us down. Breath is wonderful to help calm our nervous system too. So be curious and practice good breath. Don't do it too much because you might, you might get dizzy. But, <laughs> but just practice some nice deep breaths. So the ABCs, very easy and simple. 
Always be curious. Keep life simple. We always used to say kiss. Keep it simple, silly. Find something new to explore. Take a class. Learn some art. Get out the watercolors. Have some fun. Life will flow. Life is meant to flow with comfort and ease. And that's what happens when we practice our ABCs. Have a great week, everybody. If you're enjoying Jean's words of the week, you can get a list of them and all of her segments at thetruthayf.com. The Truth About Your Future is sponsored by Global X ETFs. Listeners to this show tune in every week to hear Rick Edelman and his guests talk about the personal finance topics that matter most. And if you're retired, or soon will be, you're no doubt listening for Rick's thoughts on retirement security and longevity. At Global X ETFs, we understand you may also be interested in opportunities to generate income, with interest rates still near historic lows despite an inflationary environment. Our approach to this challenge looks beyond what you might have considered using asset classes that include MLPs, REITs, preferreds, and dividend-paying stocks. We have been managing these types of income-oriented strategies for more than a decade, with solutions suited to a range of portfolio objectives. Explore our full range of ETFs, research and insights, and more at GlobalXETFs.com, or speak with your financial advisor to learn more. Want to invest in digital assets but find it all a bit complicated? There's actually a very easy way that you can invest in this new asset class. Simply choose the Bitwise 10 Crypto Index Fund, symbol BITW. It's the first and still the biggest crypto index fund. It owns the 10 largest digital assets and rebalances monthly, so you don't have to decide what to buy or when to rebalance. Bitwise does it all for you. At Bitwise, we want digital assets to be available to everyone, and that's why we work closely with individual investors like you, as well as financial advisors and institutions. At Bitwise, crypto is all we do. If you believe digital assets should be part of a diversified portfolio, take a look at the Bitwise Crypto 10 Index Fund, symbol BITW, available everywhere you get your investments. There are major risks to consider, including the loss of your entire investment. Before investing in crypto funds, visit bitwiseinvestments.com to learn about the risks with these investments. Thanks for joining me on the show this weekend. Remember, if you haven't yet viewed my new master class, it's available to you for free at thetruthayf.com. The Truth About Crypto, my very first master class. You can view it free at thetruthayf.com. See you next week. Bye-bye. 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 I'm sorry, what? What part didn't you understand? The buh or the bye? Bye-bye. The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman has been brought to you by Bitwise, the world's largest crypto index fund manager. As crypto grows, Bitwise believes everyone should have a simple and familiar way to access it. Bitwise makes crypto clear. Bitwiseinvestments.com. And by Global X ETFs. For more than a decade, Global X ETFs has been dedicated to providing investors with unexplored and intelligent solutions. Learn more at GlobalXETFs.com. And by Invesco QQQ, a fund that allows you to access the innovators of the NASDAQ 100. Invesco.com slash QQQ. 
Stay tuned for Everyday Wealth with Soledad O'Brien and Gene Chatsky from Edelman Financial Engines. EverydayWealth.com backslash radio. EFE and the truth about your future with Rick Edelman are unaffiliated entities. Get the truth about your future every weekend with Rick Edelman. It's the truth AYF.com. 